0: Alright, if you would take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, we'll be looking here uh, at the first 19 verses as we get started this morning. Uh, And so I'm excited to share with you what God has put on on my heart as we uh, again celebrate the resurrection of our Savior this morning. So 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. And we'll begin there in verse number one. The Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. ...according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And that he was seen of Cephas, and then of the twelve. And after that he was seen above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remaineth unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. And after that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and at last of all... He was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am and his grace, which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether... It were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. Now if Christ be preached, that he rose from the dead. How say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, is vain. Ye are yet in your sins, then they, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Now I want to speak to you this morning on the thought, if Christ be not risen. Let's pray it again. Father, thank you for the time this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you indeed are risen. Lord, I pray this morning that you would open our hearts to your word. Lord, I pray that you would convict us. Lord, I pray that you would draw us closer to you. May we live in the victory of your resurrection. May those that do not know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, put their faith and trust in you this morning. And Lord, begin that new life, that new powerful life, the resurrected life that you make available to us in Jesus' name and amen. As we look here this morning, it's important to note that the essence of the Christian life is faith. Uh, it is not a life that is, that is uh, led by and based upon things that, uh, that to many can just be clearly seen. Now, honestly, uh, that almost seems like a, a, a strange statement for me because I've been saved for many years, and uh, and the things that I believe and the things that I've seen testimony of and that I've uh, seen come alive in people's life are very real to me. But I understand this morning to someone that has never heard the name Jesus or someone that uh, has never really learned what it what he is and who he is and how he operates that these things would seem. Uh, unprovable or these things would seem strange. And I'm just reminding us this morning that what we believe as Christians, we believe by faith. Abraham believed by faith and it was counted to him for righteousness. Jacob by faith. Joseph lived by faith. Moses walked by faith. Uh, all through the scripture and into the New Testament, we are compelled to not live and to not walk by sight, but to walk by faith. And uh, as we look at this this morning, it's important to note that we believe that Jesus Christ is risen from the grave in faith. It is an endeavor of faith. It is an acceptance of faith, and there there are uh, physical testimony that's given uh, to it. And our text tells us that he was seen of uh, Peter, and then he was seen of uh, of uh, the twelve, and then of five hundred, and then of Paul, uh, and of those five hundred at this writing, uh, many of them were still alive, but some of them had died, and uh, and they were able to share. An eyewitness account to a risen Savior. Faith in things that are miraculous in nature that defy human understanding is the norm of the Christian life. Faith, then, <coughs> excuse me, is our choosing to believe as fact that which we cannot comprehend, explain, or duplicate to the natural man. My my point this morning is this that what I believe in Jesus Christ I believe because the Holy Spirit of God has opened my eyes that was blinded that were blinded by sin and helped me to see the truth and the power of the word of God and the person of the Lord Jesus Christ to be a Christian is to believe by faith that Jesus is God we see in John chapter 1 and verse number 1 that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In verse 14 of John 1, he says that, that, that he became flesh and dwelt among us. And so Jesus clearly uh, identified as we embrace and believe uh, that God has uh, brought Jesus to the earth. And that he is in fact God. We know that the Bible tells us he's God's only begotten son, the second person uh, of the Godhead, the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. We believe by faith this morning, not only that Jesus is God, but we believe by faith that he was virgin born. Uh, that's of utmost importance because if Jesus Christ was not born of a virgin then he would have been born with a sinful nature as you and I were born with a sinful nature that we were predisposed to sin that we uh, had in us that natural natural thing within us that nature that our fathers passed to us Uh, and so Jesus had a heavenly father uh, not an earthly father and so he did not receive or inherit that sin Nature. In Matthew chapter one and verse twenty-three, he told us, "Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel," which, being interpreted, is "God with us." In verse twenty-five, uh, speaking about uh, Joseph and uh, and Mary, and then they, they came together, uh, but they, she brought forth her firstborn son and called his name. Jesus identifying uh, that virgin born son of God, uh, the God man. Listen, this morning, we embrace that truth. We accept that truth by faith. Uh, We believe that Jesus led a sinless life. And all of these things are important. And our text this morning tells us that he uh, that all of these things are according to the scriptures, according to the word of God, that Jesus, as God, came, born of a virgin, and lived a sinless life, that he might be an acceptable sacrifice to pay for my sin and yours. And Hebrews chapter number four and verse fifteen says, "For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all." Points tempted as we are, and yet without sin. He is sinless perfection in the flesh. We see that when Jesus went to that cross, that though he, uh, in man's eyes and man's opinion, was taken unjustly and was murdered Uh, and there's an argument to be made for that but the reality is is that they could not have taken him had Jesus not willingly gone they could not and they had not the power to take him into custody he could have put a stop to that and ended it at any time uh, along the way Uh, but that was not his plan that was not the father's plan in John chapter 10 John's Gospel in chapter 10, uh, beginning in verse 14, he tells us that I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life. For the sheep, it is a willing laying down of his life. And other sheep I have, speaking of the Gentile church, of those of us that are not of Jewish descent, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I laid down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, But I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. And I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. And what we see this morning is that Jesus Christ... The Son of God came to earth and put on human flesh. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, and He was born of a virgin that He might have a uh, not have a sinful nature. He is sinless in nature. And then He led, led a sinless life. And then He willingly sacrificed Himself on Calvary's cross, becoming my sin and becoming your sin. And then after uh, He had laid His life down, <clears throat> And he was placed uh, into that tomb uh, and hell and death thought that they had won victory over him. Uh, we see the account in Matthew chapter 28 uh, as they come to him at the end of that Sabbath, at the end of that Passover, that uh, day of atonement on that uh, that Saturday morning as, or Sunday morning as they come uh, to the tomb and the end of the Sabbath as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and came and rolled back the stone from the door, and sat upon it. And his countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him the keepers did shake, and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said come see the place where the lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and behold he goeth before you into galilee and there ye shall see him at lo i have told you and they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run and bring the disciples word and as they went to tell his disciples behold jesus met them saying all hail and they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Listen, worship is only to God. And Jesus identifies to us. And we see in the scripture and we believe By faith that he is God, that he was virgin born, that he was a a sinless uh, example of life and sacrifice for our sin. And that he sacrificed himself on that cross and he laid down his life because he loved us. And then he rose from the grave, conquering death and hell. And my friends this morning, if you uh, have never become a Christian, if you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus, these are the things that we believe by faith these are the things that are necessary for one to believe for when I believe this I begin to see myself as not deserving of heaven I see myself in my sin and I appreciate his sacrifice and the weight of my sin weighs upon me and and grabs hold of my heart and I am compelled uh, to seek his forgiveness and uh, to seek that new life that he offers me and Romans chapter number 10 he tells us that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Shall call upon him uh, shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pastor, that sounds great, but I don't know if I have the faith. Well, they're in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do I believe? How do I come to trust in these things? How do I come to a place where I can put my faith in them, learn the word, discover who he is, examine the scripture, examine history, look and, and understand that the more that you look into the person of Jesus and you open your heart to the spirits working in you, you will come to understand and understand. those who trust in him have understood that he's God and that he came supernaturally to this earth and that he lived a sinless life and because he loved us so much he sacrificed himself for us and then he rose from the grave victorious over sin and death and my friends if you believe that this morning if you would put your faith and trust in that this morning and you would come to him in prayer and pray and asking Lord Jesus would you please forgive me for my sin would you uh, would you save my soul I invite you into my heart I accept The gift of your salvation that you provided for me on Calvary's cross. And my friend, when you do that, when you just pray that simple prayer, then Jesus Christ will come and save your soul and forgive your sin. And the Holy Spirit of God has given us the earnest of our salvation, the keeper of that salvation to dwell within us, to show us and to live through us uh, as, as Jesus leads us and guides us through this life. And what a wonderful thing it is to know this morning that we worship a risen Savior. If we have placed our faith and trust in him, he's ours and we are his. Not one of those things that we've mentioned this morning can be comprehended by the natural human mind. Not one of those things can be accepted as truth if we just look at things from man's perspective. But when we look at the testimony, and we see how God changes lives, and we see how God has done uh, the the miraculous, then we come to believe that Jesus Christ is the risen Savior in whom we trust. His resurrection was witnessed again by uh, those ladies, and then by the 12, and then by 500, and then by the Apostle Paul. In 1 Corinthians we see the Apostle Paul speaking to this, <coughs> to this time, to this resurrection and he is drawing this, uh, this conclusion and demonstrating for them the truth. Uh, of the resurrection of Christ and uh, you have to understand the people to whom he preached he was a Pharisee he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees and the Pharisees believed in resurrection but the Sadducees who uh, the high priest at that time the high priest that crucified Jesus was a Sadducee they did not believe in the resurrection and so you've got the conflicting belief systems that are coming together within the church and the Apostle Paul is addressing these things and he's making the case for a risen Savior Uh, And when we get down uh, to the end of the section of Scripture that we read, he said in verse 12, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Then he expresses the importance of the resurrection. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? In other words, if there's no such thing, As the resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. Listen, uh, look back and you think of people of faith and those that have trusted Jesus through the ages and the faith of the Old Testament uh, patriarchs and the prophets as they came through and the great faith that they had in God, that if Jesus Christ is not written, then all of that is in vain. I stand here this morning proclaiming to you that what we believe and who we put our trust in and what we preach is a message that's not preached in vain, but that it is the power of God to them that believe. As we look in this morning, I think that we need to understand the importance of the resurrection and uh, what it means to us. And I would say, first of all, this morning, that if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is in vain. What we do every Sunday, what happens in churches across the world on every Sunday, uh, if Christ is not risen, uh, then it's all for nothing. Then it's meaningless and it's, uh, (coughs) excuse me, and it's pointless. And we see in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse 17, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. My friends, this morning as we look here, we see that Jesus Christ must be risen. Because if Jesus Christ is not risen, then we preach with no substance. The proclaimed word is without substance. It is without merit. It is uh, rendered null and void. Uh, If we preach this morning, if Christ is not risen this morning, the vanity of our preaching is that we preach without substance, and secondly, that we preach without authority. Listen, we stand and we proclaim the word of God with authority. Not our authority, but the authority of the gospel. Not my authority, but the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. I understand this morning that I am an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're a believer, as are you. And as we look this morning and we understand the message this morning, uh, that an ambassador of a, as an ambassador of a risen Christ, we speak with his authority. But if he be not risen, he has no authority. <coughs> and as we look here this morning and we understand... Understand that Jesus Christ, uh, risen, gives us the right, gives us uh, meaning, gives us power in the preaching of the word of God. And though to the world it may seem foolish, though those that are lost and do not know Jesus as Savior cannot understand, Until as the Apostle Paul has the scales fall from his eyes and things are illuminated to him after he trusted Christ as a Savior. Listen, until uh, the blinders come off, I'm blinded by the sin of this world until uh, the Holy Spirit removes the blinders and I see a risen Savior, I'll never come to him in faith. I see this morning that if Christ be not risen, my preaching is in vain. It's without substance, it's without authority and it's without power. Listen, the, the necessity of Holy Ghost power upon the word of God as it's proclaimed is essential. Listen, the Holy Spirit cannot empower a lie. If Jesus Christ were not risen, then there would no, be no working of the Holy Spirit to convince us in our hearts of the truth of this Bible principle. Uh, of this Bible truth, this Bible proclamation. If we were not believing, uh, if, we, if it were not true that Christ had risen, if it were not true that Christ were on the right hand of the Father, then the Holy Spirit uh, would not be able to confirm in your heart. He would not be able to convict me of my sin. He would not be able to lead me uh, to the truth of the Word of God because my preaching when our preaching would be in vain. It would be without substance, without authority, without power, and ultimately this morning, It would be without purpose. There would be no reason for it. If Jesus uh, were not risen, there would be no need. It would be a waste of time for us to gather Sunday by Sunday. Uh, It would be uh, something that we could not understand. Uh, It would be all of it. Uh, in vain, but it's not in vain, my friends, because Jesus is risen. It's not in vain because he is the son of God. It's not in vain because he did lay down his life for the sheep. It's not in vain because he did uh, raise from the grave. And if that is something that you can't grasp, something that we can't understand, may we understand this, that it's an exercise of faith that must be believed in the heart in faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And listen, faith is not just believing uh, in some fairy tale. Faith is believing based upon the, the power and the truthfulness, the veracity of the one who has spoken, that it would take place. And if God said it, it'll happen. If God said it, I can trust it if God's proclaimed it, if Jesus has lived it, if God has displayed it, then we know that it is the truth of his word and our preaching is with purpose. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Number two, this morning we see that if Christ be not risen, first our preaching is vain, but second, if Christ be not risen, our faith is in vain. Our faith is vain. Faith is... As I've mentioned this morning, is something that is a supernatural working of God in the heart so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God in Romans ten seventeen, I must as the God, word of God is, is declared unto me as I read it as I uh, invest in it as I investigate it and I open my heart to it it begins to prove itself as the Holy Spirit gives me an enlightenment it begins to prove itself of its truth and I can see how God works and I can see how God has moved and I can see uh, drunkards that lives have been changed and homes that have been put back together and uh, those that were destitute who are now upstanding citizens and uh, those who once as the apostle paul uh, railed against the gospel now stand and proclaim it the power of god if christ be not risen our faith is vain may i say this morning that our faith this morning is not in man Our faith is not based upon uh, some hope or something that we just uh, wish will uh, come to pass. He tells us in Hebrews uh, chapter 11 uh, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, it is the evidence of things not seen. Listen, faith is has evidence faith is substantive faith uh, is something that we uh, that we are given by God as we trust him uh, he tells us that uh, that we cannot please God without faith in Hebrews 11 6 but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently or that diligently seek him if Christ be not risen our faith is in vain may I say this morning that our faith is not in man it is in God and if Jesus were not risen he would be nothing more than a man if Jesus is not risen he's nothing more uh, than a historical figure if he is not risen he is no different uh, than any of the other uh, gods and deities that are served on this earth that are dead and in a tomb uh, if they ever even lived or nothing more than a carved out uh, image in a stone or a piece of wood but Jesus Christ is not man he is God and he did live and he did die and he did rise again (coughs) Christ be not risen our faith is in vain but our faith is not in man it's in God not only that our faith is not in a myth it's in his inspired word the Word of God is not just some random book that's been, that's been passed down through the ages. The word of God is not something that is that is filled with errors. It is not something that uh, can contradict itself. The word of God is Jesus Christ in print. It is the revelation from God to man of his character uh, and of his love and of his holiness and of his righteousness and of his power and of his grace and of his mercy and of his intention and plan uh, for the human race and what he will do in and through your life if you open your heart to it. Listen, our faith this morning is not based in a myth. It's not based on a fable. It's not based on a revised history. It is based on the authority of the inspired word of God. God gave his word through the Holy Spirit, inspiring those who wrote it down. It is one book that has 40 writers, but only one author. Only one who gave its words. Only one who shared the story. Only one Who guaranteed its integrity. God the Father. God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit. My friends if Christ be not risen. Our faith is in vain. But because he is risen. We have faith in God. Because he is risen. uh, We trust in the inspired word of God. And uh, because he is risen. Our lives can be impacted. A vain faith. Is a faith that believes in mechanical tradition. The problem with the Judaizers, the problem with those that crucified Christ, the problem with those that caused problems within the New Testament Church, the problem with those today that preach a false gospel, that preach a work salvation, that preach uh, a uh, a predetermined uh, electorate of those who will be saved. All of those false deities, all of those uh, uh, those <clears throat> false doctrines that are proclaimed and, uh, and taught throughout the world and were taught uh, in the time of Christ that the false teachings of his day uh, were based upon mechanical tradition. listen mechanical tradition uh, leads to a stale dead dry uh, method of uh, living outwardly a religion uh, rather than living internally a relationship and experience a relationship. Listen what we need this morning what we have in Christ this morning because he's risen is not faith in a mechanical tradition uh, it is uh, it is in a living relationship. Do you this morning have a living relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you this morning one who goes through life uh, worrying about if you did enough things or if you've, uh, if you've been good enough or if you look nice enough on the outside or if your life has changed enough to uh, suit your pastor, to suit your fellow man, your fellow believer? Uh, if you live that life, you live a life that's dominated and that's over, uh, overborn by, uh, by mechanical tradition. I believe that we ought to be holy as he is holy, as the Bible commands us. But I believe this, that it ought to be the outflow and the natural working of a personal relationship, a living relationship with a risen Savior. And if Christ be not risen this morning, all I have is religion. I don't need religion. I don't need religion. A set of rules. I don't need uh, to please man. I need to engage in relationship, a living relationship with the one that loved me and gave himself for me on Calvary's cross. The one who indwells me and guides my steps. The one uh, who is the focus of uh, of our worship and our praise, our adoration. The one that hears and answers my prayer. The one that provides for my needs. The one that leads me through life. The one uh, that guides us as we go about his business. if Christ be not risen, our preaching is vain this morning. If Christ be not risen, our faith is vain this morning. Last of this morning, I'd say if Christ be not risen, our eternal hope is in vain. Our eternal hope is in vain if Jesus is not alive. Notice what he says in our text in verse number 19. For if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Verse 17, he said, and as if Christ, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and ye are yet in your sins. I'm so glad this morning that I have the confidence based upon the authority of the word of God that I am preaching to you, not in my sins, but forgiven in his righteousness. I stand this morning proclaiming his word uh, not, as a, uh, not as, a, uh, as a flawed man, but as a redeemed representative of Christ. Proclaiming not my words but his, not my message but his. And if Christ be not risen, our, ho- our eternal hope is in vain. Notice what he said in Titus chapter number 2 in verses 11 through 14. He said, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Listen, I work, I have, God has changed my life and the things that we do, we do to please the Lord Jesus Christ. (coughs) And our eternal hope would be in vain if Christ were not risen because we would have no hope of forgiveness. I'm glad this morning that I know that my sins are forgiven. I'm glad this morning that whenever sin creeps back into my life and becomes a stumbling block between my relationship with Jesus that all I need to do is go to my father in heaven and ask his forgiveness and he gives not only forgiveness but restoration I'm glad this morning that uh, that is is uh, uh, one who puts his faith and trust in Christ that I have hope of forgiveness he's forgiven us he'll forgive you if Christ be not risen we'd have no hope of guidance I'm glad this morning that I have a guide That the Holy Spirit, God has promised, that dwells within us, that lives with me, that lives within me, that leads me, that illuminates the scriptures to me, that shows me the deeper things of the word of God. Uh, The more that I walk, the more that I work, the more that I study, the more that I pray, the more that I worship him, the more he shows me, the more he impacts my life, the more he changes me. Because Jesus is risen, my hope is not in vain. I have hope of forgiveness. I have hope of guidance. I have hope of eternal life. And my friends, here we are, back to where we began. The, The reason that Jesus Christ left heaven, was born of a virgin, put on human flesh, lived a sinless life, offered himself a sacrifice on Calvary's cross, and rose from the grave, was so that he could satisfy the justice and the righteousness, the holiness of God giving himself a sacrifice, a worthy sacrifice for my sin and yours. And when he did that, if I'll seek his forgiveness and I'll put my faith and trust in him, believing in my heart that he is God, that he's God's son, that he's risen from the dead, then I can be saved. Then I can have eternal life. Then I can know that when I leave this world that I'll be with him again in First Corinthians chapter number one, <clears throat> in verse number uh, thirty, he says, "But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption." There, my friends, is a picture of what the Christian life, an empowered life, a life walking with a risen Savior, will look like. It is a life. That has hope in eternity, that has a guide, that has forgiveness, uh, who has the wisdom of God made available to us, that have the righteousness of God working within us, that have God sanctifying us and drawing us closer to himself, and that have given us redemption. My friends this morning, if Christ be not risen, our preaching is in vain. If Christ be not risen, our faith is in vain. And if Christ be not risen, our eternal hope is in vain. But my friends this morning I'm here to tell you that Christ is risen, that Jesus did get up out of the tomb, that our preaching is the power of God, that our faith is the power to believe, that our hope is the expectation of fulfilled promise that God has given us as we put our faith and trust in him and I'm inviting you this morning whether you're someone that's never put your faith and trust in Jesus before I've shared with you this morning how you can do that if you have any questions about that if you have any uh, if you don't fully understand that please reach out through uh, through the uh, the website or, uh, or through Facebook or Instagram or YouTube however you're watching this morning and just put a note on there would someone please contact me we'd love to contact you and, and talk with you and answer your questions and share with you uh, how you can become a believer in Jesus Christ. How you can accept his gift of eternal salvation. The gift that he provided as he rose from that grave this morning. And Christian, if you're one who's been defeated by sin, you're overcome by worry. You are uh, defeated by the uh, the cares of this world. May I say to you this morning that you if you would walk and live the resurrected life, could experience his joy, could live in his power, could be in be enjoy his comfort, uh, could live in his guidance, could have his blessing living in his resurrection. Would you live in his resurrection this morning? If you're here this morning, you're watching this morning, you've never put your faith and trust in him. Would you put your faith and trust in him this morning? Would you just come to him and say, dear Jesus, I know that I've sinned. I know and I believe that you're the son of God. And I ask you to forgive my sin. And I'm sorry for my sin. And would you you become my savior? I invite you to come into my heart and to be my savior. My friends, if you'll do that, Jesus Christ will save your soul. He'll give you eternal life. He'll give you a brand new life on this earth as well. He'll put His nature in you. You'll become a new creature in Christ. And life will never be the same. Would you this morning invite Him into your heart? Christian, if you've been struggling, would you renew your relationship with a risen Savior? Would you come to Him? Would you make things right with Him? Would you seek His forgiveness? And would you re-engage And the relationship that he's given you. Because my friends, this morning, our preaching is not in vain. It is the power of God. And our faith is not in vain. It has led us to Christ. And our life is a life that can be lived by faith. Trusting that God will fulfill every promise that he's made to mankind. He will. And I can look back and I can see every promise that he's fulfilled to this point through the scripture. And when I look at that and I look how perfect it's been, that gives me confidence to look and believe that everything he's promised tomorrow, he'll bring to pass.